I'm Chris Epting, and this is Roadside Baseball, the podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that this August 7th, which is a Wednesday afternoon, I'll be at the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, talking about roadside baseball. It's part of their summer speaker series, and I am really honored to be invited back. I actually was there once before to speak about roadside baseball back in 2003 when the first edition of the book came out. And for me, that was really a full circle moment because I first visited Cooperstown when I was, I believe it was 11 years old. And it was just, I mean, I couldn't sleep a few nights before leading up to that trip. I was so excited. And my family, we lived in Westchester County, New York. So it was about a four-hour drive north. And it was like our summer vacation that year. And we go to Cooperstown and... You know, after touring and looking at all the exhibits and things, I went into the gift shop, predictably, and I was looking for a book. I wanted to find a book that would allow you to go around the country and experience baseball history in all of its glory, visiting former stadium sites, visiting where guys were born, visiting all kinds of, you know, weird, wonderful baseball history. And there was no book in the store that did that. And that's where the seed was planted for me, that okay, I'll, I'll write that book someday. It was right around the time where I decided I wanted to be a writer. And so I've been carrying around that, that concept for a long, long time. And uh, when I went back to Cooperstown in 2003, what was really special is my son Charlie at that point was about the age that I was when I first visited there. So to have him sitting there with the rest of my family, of course, but you know Charlie being the great baseball fan that he is, to have him sitting there at my age, you know, when I had first had this idea to be discussing the book was was really something very emotional. And so going back this August, I'm really excited about. I hope you can attend. It's free to the public with admission, of course. There there's speaker series there. They have a wonderful little theater, and I'm really excited. So I want to get that out of the way. And now, as far as today's guest goes, this is an interesting guy. There is something called... Uh, Twitter feed called Old Time Baseball Photos, a Twitter account rather. And I've followed it for a long time. It's got about 71,000 followers. And it's it's intriguing because it's a collection of, of, of images that are posted every day or so that are vintage baseball images. Now, that may not sound like a breakthrough idea. Uh, in today's digital age, but there's, I noticed there was real thought behind the photos that were that were chosen to be posted, as well as the stories that were written about the photos. Now I'll say each photo is very special, and it's not just a random old time baseball photo. The images that are posted typically have some kind of story that's going on, and and the copy that accompanies the photos sort of brings out that story, and and you know zeroes in on what's special about the photo. So me, along with 71,000 other followers, have, uh, have, have really enjoyed the work that goes into this collection. And so I wanted to track down the guy who put it all together, and that is today's guest. His name is Ron Bolton, and Ron's done this for a number of years. He's a big baseball fan, very passionate, very knowledgeable. And so he and I speak about his love of, of old-time baseball and why these photos matter, how he decides what to post, why he posts what he does and what he thinks about all of the uh, the deserved attention that he's received. So here's my conversation with with Ron. I hope you enjoy this and I'll be back afterwards with a little wrap up. I'm Chris Septic and this is Roadside Baseball, the podcast. 
Ron, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Now, Ron, you know what, what? What I find really interesting about about what you do is that, on its face, it seems like it would be really simple. You find an you know, old, interesting photograph and you post it. Yeah, but there's more to it. When I look at what you choose, there's always seems to be kind of a story. It's not just a photo. The the the, the photo has something inherently interesting about it, and then you write a little story beneath it. So is that sort of your? Is it important to you to find not just a cool photo, but a photo that has something else going on? On in it, it does. Um, a lot of times, there are a lot of photos that I'll find, and if there's no information in it, I just won't really post it because I want to. I want to tell a little story about it, and I'll. And um, I think I do have a pretty decent knack of finding a, a photo and finding this little story behind it. And one, and my my what I love to do is try to find the stories that people don't know about the photo, uh-huh. the facts too. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty much yeah. You have you have seventy thousand plus followers on Facebook and Twitter, which in today's day and age is really pretty amazing. So I mean, obviously people like what you do; uh, they appreciate the passion. Did you hear from a lot of people uh, that reach out to you and let you know that they like what you do? Um, yeah, I do, and uh, I've had a couple uh, uh, major league baseball players. Couple have done that, and really, um, yeah, yeah, and that, that was really cool. That just totally. Uh, blows blows you away. Former it's players or current it's, players? Former, mostly uh-huh. former. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I of all players, if I, I do have a amount of players that do follow me, but they're all mostly former. It's only a couple that are current, and uh, but most of the uh, old timers, I guess you call them. You know, they, they appreciate what I do, and that's always that's always pretty cool. What made you start? What what gave you the idea to simply post these things on a daily basis and and tell um, the stories beneath it? I, I always well I always got in I always love old photos and especially baseball and I always find myself looking at them just staring at them and and um, I used to do it on a, a Mets forum um, I used to have a thread that I it was titled uh, old time baseball photos and you know and you know they've got you know eight pages whatever and I guess I was at work one day it was slow and I just got the on a whim, I just did it on Facebook. I just created a Facebook page, and I started that. Actually, it'll be five years in next week uh-huh. that I started. The, so, uh, yes, five years next week is when I really did start it all. And I was like around July sixth or seventh of two thousand fourteen. And so I started a Facebook page. After a month, I found a partner, uh, Gary Livacari, uh, uh, and he helps me with it too. And he does a great job. You know, and and it took, you know, took off from there. Um, you know, we started expanding. First, when I started posting the photos, it was just like a little blur, a little blur. But I started expanding more on it and telling more about the photo and stuff. And and it, it just took off from there. And I really enjoyed uh, doing it. And loved, I love getting you know, positive responses. I like the in particular. I like when you post ballpark photos. That's sort of a, my one of my that, real. That's that's. Is it? I, I find I find yeah. Sometimes I'll find I'll, I'll notice that that's all I'm posting sometimes, and I'll have to like break away from that because I think that I do, I do love the old ballparks, you know, and, and I mean how can you not? I mean my favorite's polo grounds, and you know, and I, and I like the, I like finding the ballparks that you know I didn't even know about, or you know, and just you know finding out the history about them. No, I don't know how and, old you are. Did you visit the polo grounds or, or no? Were you too young? No, no, I'm no. So I was uh, I was probably born a couple of years after they tore it down. Mm-hmm. I was born in 65, so, okay. 
Yeah, uh, I never had the chance to, you know, go to the polo grounds. Are you are you like me? Do you go back to the places themselves and like visit the former site of the polo grounds and try no, to line up? I, I, are... I, no, I, shamelessly, I have not been to, up there yet, and I live in New Jersey. And the other place I want to go to is the uh, the brick wall for the Washington Park. Uh-huh. Um, that's the old, old Dodgers, but that, that wall actually is not part of the Dodgers uh, stadium because you know when when the Dodgers went to Ebbets Field, they um, totally raised uh, the Washington Park and built a new one for the Federal League team, the uh, Tip Tops, one of my favorite names of a team, Brooklyn Tip Tops. Uh-huh. And that's the wall. That wall that's still standing in Brooklyn. I don't know if you ever seen it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah, that's that's part of the uh, Tip Tops. That's more of the tip top. tops. I think that's the the, the uh, oldest portion of a ballpark still standing. It has some distinction that, you know, it marks. I know there's been some dispute about whether or not it was well, actually, really I mean, part of the park or the outside of the park. I mean, Fenway's actually older than, than that wall. Several parks are. Right, but wall. then so wasn't there some dispute yeah. over whether or not it was actually part of the ballpark versus kind of part of uh, the exterior that was uh, surrounding right. I, the park? I think I did. I think the I think there's, there might have been a controversy. I might be wrong, but I think because there was uh, three versions of Washington Park, right? And yeah, it goes back to like around 1883. I think I could be wrong, but it's give or take. And um, when Ebbets when Ebbets Field opened up, um, they moved the, the, uh, the Dodgers moved out of Wash that Washington Park, and they then uh, they decided to build a new one. And they it was actually a pretty beautiful park. Yeah. Um, it was you know brand new. I mean, like I said, they tore everything down, and then they, they then they built that new ballpark, including that wall. So I think a lot of people, when they see that wall, they think, okay, it's from the eighteen, it's from the first ballpark that was built, you know, during the eighteen hundreds. And no, it's not that. It's not that old. It would have been right, nice if it right, was, but, right, right. Do you, I'm wrong, when you look at these, like, first of all, how much time do you spend in your day kind of looking for images or, you know, debating whether or not you, a certain image, you know, meets your standard? How, how big a part of your life is this on a day-to-day basis? Uh, I never really thought about it. It's, you know, it's significant and more than it probably should be, but, you know, I just <laughs> love doing it and um, I can get I can get lost. And when I, I mean, what I do is, I mean, I'll just, you know, I'm back and forth, you know, I'll be on one page and it'll take me to another page. And, you know, so, you know, I'm on, you know, I'm down a little rabbit hole, as they call it. Well, the Internet's and, you know, made it fun. I mean, I think for, I, actually part of me thinks the Internet was created for baseball fans in a certain way, because when you think uh, about the, what it allows you to do in terms of time travel, yeah. it's pretty special. And, it's, and, there's, and there's so many. I mean, there's, every day I find something new that is that is pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, my. What I've, what I've become to love to do is the digital libraries, mm-hmm. um, universities, the city libraries. Um, I, I, I love checking those out because you really do find out, find some nice uh, photos in there. And they, they, they'll come with more of a detail, let you know. Do you have a, you know, Ron, do you have like a year cutoff, uh, like a demarcation line of what a photo has to be to be considered sort of old or vintage yeah, for you? I, uh, it's, it's like 1965, 1970s where I'll cut it off. I mean, I think 1970, I think because that's when the TV took over. And, right. and um, so now, you know, there's a lot more video of the, of the, of the player, of the games and stuff like that in the moments. So, yeah, about that. And I like I probably 1965 because that's probably when I was born. So, I mean, that's where I cut it off. But I mean, every once in a while, I'll, I'll stretch it to 1970. But, you know, I mean, I. If it's 1971, 72, it's, you know, I pretty much will pass on it. And, 
And it isn't like yeah. you're just black and white. I've seen you incorporate some color as well. Yeah, actually, I mean, I love the, I love the colorizations for the simple fact that um, you don't realize how beautiful the uniforms were back then. You, yeah. see, you just see the black and whites, and you don't you don't do it justice. And uh, when you and when you you see a colorization of a uniform, and like you see the colors, and you, I mean, and it's beautiful, and it, and it, it took, you can see that the people who designed them took the time to get the colors right, to match and everything like that. And it just it's just something else, and just the black and white just don't deliver that. Um, I get I do you I will get feedback, negative feedback, because you know the people don't like that. Um, you mean the purists? Yeah, the old school, and it's just they don't understand. Like you know this this you know you, there's a reason why colorizations work, just for the reason I just said. Mm-hmm. And um, you know you appreciate it for that, and I understand if you don't. Ron, are there certain images you've posted or found that stand out to you as kind of your favorites? If you had to pick, say, two or three or four off the top of your head, ones that for you tell a great story and also evoke baseball, you know, kind of the way you like it? Um, there's a Ted Williams one that I found. Don, uh, Don Stokes, a friend of mine, passed it on to me. And at the time, it, we knew nothing about it. And it was just him standing in the dugout at Yankee Stadium. And, but then I saw a little uh, those uh, the bunting. Uh-huh. A little bit on the on the on the uh, upper deck, and I was like, "Well, you know, it's usually for you know opening day, All Star, and World Series." And I'm pretty sure it the last two it wasn't the case. It had to be the first one, opening day. Then it hit me. Well, what if this was, you know, <laughs> opening day, his rookie season, makes it his first game? And we did a lot of research on it, and yeah, it turned out to be the case. And um, wow. you know, you got, yeah, you got him staying there right before he takes the field for the first time. So that that was that one. I was one of my favorites. Um, uh, I have so many; it's just hard to pin it down. Um, a lot of them with the polar grounds again. Shocking. And, what, is, uh, what is it about? You know, yeah. I'm with you. That's my. I never went there either. I was born in '61, yeah. so I missed it. But the, what is it about the polar grounds for you? I, I know kind of what it does to me. And ever since I've been a kid, that place yeah. um, photographically photographically has fascinated me. What is it about it that that pulls you into the polar grounds? Um, well, I'm not, I'm not, I like the ugly duckling ball parks. I mean, mm-hmm. something about that is actually beautiful. Um, just the fact, you know, like that Baker Bowl and even like the Memorial, uh, Memorial Stadium up in Buffalo. That's one of the ugliest things you've ever seen, but it's that, you know, it's magnificent. Um, so I think that's the one aspect. It's just not a pretty ballpark. Well, it was, if you don't see the photos when it was just built in 1909 with the wood, it's, it's, it's magnificent. But as it got older and they, you know, they tried to do the upkeep, it just, you know, it didn't really enhance the beauty at all. And that's, that's one aspect I really liked about it. And I think the quirks, just the quirks, the 483 feet, you know, that center. And then you got 258 feet. I think, I believe it's a right field line and 279 left field line. Right. You got the bullpens in the outfield. Um, you know, you got a, you know, you got a, the clubhouse in the center field with an apartment. And, and you know, I mean, it's just one, it's one quirk after another. You just find out about it is amazing, and what always got me about it, too, and, and I've seen images you've shared that sort of detail the evolution, is after the fire in 1911, like you say, it was a, it was a real little little jewel box and a, and a palace of sorts yeah. with a beautiful frieze right. on the top, and, and what it ended up being is so different. It's almost hard to believe it's the same structure, it, you know, it, when you it, look it, at it. Just, yeah, because yeah, there's one photo by, um, oh, I forget the, the photographer's uh, what's, what's my name, but... It's just, I mean, it's one of my favorite photos, baseball photos, and it's my favorite of the polo grounds. It was taken um, right after they rebuilt rebuilt it. 
and it's just beautiful. It's, it's just magnificently beautiful. And, but you're right. And when you look at it towards um, when the Mets start playing there, yeah, it, it's just, you know, and I think that, that, that happens a lot of times. That happened with a lot of the ballparks. So Baker Bowl was, is one of them. It was yeah. when it opened up. It was, it was, it was a jewel of baseball. And well, by the time, by the time 1910 kicked around, it just, they, it just, they let it go. And you know, it's it so funny. I have relatives that, you know, look, I think like a lot of us, you and me in this kind of similar age group of coming of age in the 60s and 70s, I, I think right. a real golden era of baseball. But we, we do tend to romanticize, I think, some of these parks. I had family right. that went to the polo grounds at the very end and said, look, you wouldn't want to be caught dead in there. At the, right. at the yeah, last yeah, year or two, exactly. same thing for Connie Mack Stadium. I had family in Pennsylvania who said, yeah. look, that was a and dangerous that, place. Yet we, we have the benefit of, you know, we can look at it through through much rosier tinted glasses and here's and here's another and there's another angle to that too is the fact that they probably thought those concrete uh cookie cutters were magnificent at the time exactly you know, they're like oh my gosh you know they're probably look at this this is the way it should be you know it's, isn't it's it amazing I, you, know? you know it's so funny you say that because that there was that movement and we lost so many classic ballparks in that yeah. you know late 60s early 70s period Right, we're talking, right. you know, Forbes or, or, or Connie Mack or, or whatever. And, yeah, people were, were dazzled by the new, you know, the ballpark of the future. And, yep, yep. It, and, and, and now we look back and it's, it's, it's totally different. So, yeah, I, I agree. The yeah. attitudes and perceptions about ballparks, that's why I think looking at old photos like that makes it really fun because you can sort of analyze, we can analyze today yep. what it was like, what, what a true neighborhood ballpark was like versus a place yep. out in the suburbs yep. or whatever. Um, but, but I think I think the important thing to too is to respect the fans that were fans. I mean, like you know, since they were fans, they have a lot of memories for um, Riverfront. Um, yeah. it's you know they, they 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 saw three or two World Series championships. Another was three. It was three in 1990. I forgot about it. So um, you know, I mean, to them that's special, and I understand that because I'm a Devils fan in hockey, and we used to have the Brendan Byrne Arena, which was one of the ugliest. Yeah. Hockey arenas, you know, you're ever going to see, but I have so many good memories for me. I, you know, so I understand, so I understand the point of view. So I always try to be respectful towards, you know, those ballparks. You know, I, I won't really, you know, take cheap shots at them because I mm -hmm. do know there's fans that love those ballparks for, you know, for memories and stuff. So you got to respect that. I grew up going to Shea Stadium, which to me, and Yankee, but Shea but to me, because I, I was a Met fan, York, was a palace. Know that. Yeah. You know, to me, Shea yeah, was yeah. an absolute palace because I saw my first game yeah. there. And me too. That's my first game. So yeah, and so it's hard to we we become protective of our ballparks. I think as we when we think back yep. and reflect on what our first games were. Well, or, yeah, it's, we get protective of our, mem our memories, and that's and the memory is the ballpark or the ball. You know, yeah, is, it took place there. So you know, yeah, they go hand in hand pretty much. Ron, but you're right, Ron. You've created this community. I mean, again, whenever you get up into ten, twenty, thirty, you know, seventy thousand in your case of people. Who, who follow and engage, you know, a lot of people engaging you. Where, where do you think about taking it? Do you think about putting together any kind of exhibit or a book? Or have you thought beyond the internet and um, how these images do, might yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm, I, I'm trying to get around to doing the blog. Because uh, um, the Facebook page, I do want to um, – Facebook kind of much cut off our audience from us. So, you know, yeah. that's – you know, it's a thing that, we you know, that's part of uh, Facebook doing what it does. Right. Um yeah, uh, so they they've made it difficult for us to reach our audience, and it's a little frustrating. So, um, and the one thing I appreciate about Twitter is there's no doing they don't do that, you know. So that's great. And but I do want to create a blog. Um, 
I'm not really a book writing kind of guy. Um, it's, you know, everybody, pretty much everybody does it and, you know, it takes a lot of work and I just don't want to put something out there. That's, you know, mm -hmm. write a book. It's, it's, it's gotta be, you know, gotta be a great effort. And, you know, my, uh, my grammar is not the best, <laughs> you know, I have to double check. It's, it's, it's frustrating, you know? Um, well, don't, don't let that but, stop you. I write books and my grammar isn't that great either. So for what it's worth. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, so, but, um, I mean, yeah, you always, you always think about, you know, entertaining other, you know, taking it to certain levels and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, at the moment, I'm pretty content to, you know. Do you actively, do you actively try and grow the Twitter account today? I mean, do you reach out to people? How do you spread the word, or, or do you just wait for people to come to you now? Um, in aspect in what way? Like, uh, well, in terms of growing that number, I mean, again, you have a nice audience that follows along. Well, I, I think, I think if you present the right photo, it sells itself. And I think that's, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, and I'm pretty, pretty active. I mean, I do about three or four a day. Um, and, um, yeah, like I said, I, I think the photos speak from, I think photos do all the work. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just out there posting it. Do you work uh, on this uh, by yourself, Ron, or do you have people helping you out? Um, well, on the on the Facebook page, there's uh, me and Gary, and but on the Twitter, it's just me. Mm -hmm. And so every and yeah, day Gary you're putting up three or four historic, you know, old time baseball photos, and correct, and, and you just sort of sit back and watch the reactions and watch the shares kind of kick in, watch people become nostalgic, and because I see the comments, and it's it's very interesting right. how people get it's, so it's, emotional. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's the comments I, I I enjoy, and I, you know, I really do appreciate it when I hear someone say, you know, you know, thank you for really getting me into baseball history. I, you know, because some people, and that's one thing I, you know, I get a little frustrated. I think Major League Baseball is that the fact that sometimes I think they don't really, you know, embrace the history they should, because that's I think that's their greatest asset mm -hmm. is the, is their history, and and to me, baseball history is American history. Uh, it's more than just the sport history, and. uh so, I mean, I, I do enjoy when I find that uh, I've encouraged people to look more into, you know, baseball history. And that, well, that's you know, what, what you, you did, know. And, and again, what I liked what you did with the, uh, as we're talking now, the series, whenever you listen to this, the series in London between the Yankees and Red Sox is happening. And I noticed you had found a photo of a baseball game that had taken place in Europe a long time ago. So yeah, it, that was actually, actually, that was, yeah, that was actually, I just um, stumbled on that. I was looking for something. That was something I posted uh last year and I just happened to see it. I thought, well, oh, this is probably a good time to repost it as any. And I just re rewarded his uh, little fact. Because the first time I posted it was when they announced right. the Yankees and Red Sox. So, that was the first time. So I just had to change the wording a bit. So that's, you know, a lot of times you'll see a photo. It's in photo I posted before. So well, do, you try, do you try and, and, and sort of capitalize on current events if something happens? Do you look for a photo uh, that sort of partners up yep. with the current event? Uh, yeah, I love doing that. I love doing that. It's something I didn't. It's something I took me slow doing. Um, my friend, uh, my friend Bruce, uh, that runs the uh, Be Smiley uh, account. He, he does a great job. Um, he's he started. Uh, he always did that. Uh, you know, on this date and stuff like that. And I was slow to take into it. And then I started doing it more and more. And I, I found that I really enjoy doing it. So yeah, you know, I, I pretty much you know I stay on top of that. I do try to, you know, whatever date day is, I'll you know look back and there's I have a link that helps me. And, uh, you know, shows what, you know, what happened on this day. And I will definitely try to connect it. Are there any photos out there, Ron, that you're aware of that you haven't been able to find that you're looking for? I know what it's like to be kind of a detective in that sort of research mode. Is there anything you're aware of out there that you're sort of actively hunting down? 
Um, there's there's some ballparks. There's um, there's a ballpark uh, slipping my uh, memory right now. It was before Bennett Park in Detroit. And at first, I thought I had it. Even John Thorne thought I had it. And then we realized I didn't have it. It was just an old photo of Bennett Park from a different angle. Um, so it's um, that that ballpark is, you know, I I wish I could remember the name right now. It's slipping my mind. Um, that that one is one that uh, is I'd love to find. And uh, it's it's I think there's several there's several ballparks out there um, that are like that. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of, I guess Moby Dick, as you can say, you know. <laughs> you mentioned John you know, Thorne, so. the, the esteemed historian at the, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Do you work with Correct. him? I mean, do you do you use him as a resource? Do you run things? Uh, past yeah, him? I, I I I I bug him quite often, uh, and he's he's very gracious, and he always answers every question I throw at him, and that I try to do, and I I try to do that myself. Um, you know, I I if someone asks a question, I try to answer every question I can get to. You know, because mm-hmm. he does that. He understands what it takes to be an historian, just not a baseball historian, a historian. So, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a historian, you know, per se, but, you know, he is. And he's a he great is. one. He's and... the, he is. He's absolute, absolutely a, a remarkable resource and uh, a really important part of the game's history. Yep. 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 And like I said, I, I have pestered him many times, and he's so gracious to answer every question or request I've had. You know, so even if he doesn't know the answer, I'll, you know, just know and he'll get back to me. And, you know, that's. <laughs> Well, that's great. Yeah, you gotta, well, yeah. well, well, Ron, listen, I wish you, you know, continued um, success with this, I, I, that you grow your audience and keep providing these these just indelible images for baseball fans. Again, like I said in the setup, it's such a simple idea, yet the fact yeah. what, what you choose always seems to have been kind of carefully curated. I, I don't feel like you're just grabbing the first black and white photo you see. It looks as if you're, right. you're trying to find something really, intri- really intriguing, uh, really rare right. in some cases, and just providing a glimpse or an angle that we wouldn't normally get to appreciate correct and if you ever notice I, I, I rarely ever post any photos of a player close up it's just it's just boring right <laughs> you know, I, just, I mean but you get a player and in the background you got you know you know briggs stadium or you know forbes field or something and you see the or you know like that then that's interesting you know that, that they'll, they'll, they'll be posted so excellent yeah, i appreciate the good words well we'll keep following along man thank you thank you i appreciate it well, now you know all about old-time baseball photos, both the Twitter account and the Facebook page, where Ron Bolton is doing some really fun things. Again, it's a deceptively simple idea, taking these old pictures, putting them out there for us to enjoy, but but not just that, by framing them with the story, with the facts, with the origins. It's a really special experience, so I do hope you'll check out what Ron is doing. I want to thank you for listening uh, to Roadside Baseball, the podcast. To remind you, August 7th, it's a Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m., I will be at the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown speaking about my book Roadside Baseball, the third edition of which just came out from Santa Monica Press and is available everywhere books are sold, including, of course, Amazon.com. So I hope you have a chance to check that out. I thank you for listening. My name is Chris Epting, and this has been Roadside Baseball, the podcast.